0: Good morning Rabotai. Welcome to Breakfast in the Class. Breakfast in the Class today is sponsored by Shelly Fuzailov, dedicated in celebration of her friend Liza Zakai's birthday. Mazal Tov. May the Torah that she learns from this class inspire those around her to also study Torah and follow in her ways. Beautiful. Breakfast in the Class is sponsored by Ben Chakshur, dedicated in honor of his wife, Limor, and in celebration of the birth of their new baby girl. And finally, a week of cold brew was sponsored by David Ash in honor of you and your substantial capacity to do good today and every day. The pasuk says, "V'yihyu chayeh Sarah and the days of Sarah, the life of Sarah, was me'as shanim one hundred years, v'esrim shalat twenty years, v'sheevah shanim and seven years, chayeh These were the years of the life of Sarah Imenu. Rashi says on this pasuk, famously. Kulan, Shavin, Litovah. All of them were equal in their goodness, in the fact that they were good. Now it's very interesting because the Midrash tells us that once Rabbi Akiva, <coughs> the great sage, was teaching his students and he saw that some of the students were falling asleep. Unfortunately, sometimes rabbis, you notice you're giving a class, keep people falling asleep. You know, they're like, you don't, okay, they don't like my material. So what does Rabbi Akiva do? He stops the shi'ur. And he says as follows. Ma Esther, what did Esther see? In other words, what, what reason, what was the merit? Shetimloch al 127 Medinot, that she got to rule over. Mea, right? Sheva. How does it go? Which one? Sheva. 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 So why does she get to rule over 127 countries? Why? Let Esther come along, who's the granddaughter of Sarah, that she lived 127 years. And she should rule over 127 countries. Asked the what in the world was Rabbi Akiva saying? Now, theory number one is Rabbi Akiva was just saying gibberish. He wanted to wake everyone up, so he said something that would kind of, everyone will be like studying, struggling, trying to figure out what he meant. But Rabbi Akiva didn't roll like that. He doesn't say anything that's not emet, right? So what does Rabbi Akiva mean? That because Sarah lived 127 years, Esther got 127 Medinot. She got to rule over 127 countries. This is a very tough thing. And by the way, there's a lot of answers. And it's an interesting thing to try and figure out your own teruts to understand, to this question, what does this mean? But let me elucidate the question just a little bit. If Esther, sorry, if Sarah Imenu had said, I give 127 gold coins, that's a merit, Therefore, Esther gets 127 million or granddaughter. Fine, I get that. Esther learns shas 127 times. I get that. Fine, no problem. Uh, What's it called? Esther in merit in that merit 120. But the fact that Sarah lived 127 years, there's not a mitzvah to live, to be alive, right? There's no mitzvah in the inherent fact that you survived 127 years. Could you imagine as an example? You say, oh, what a zechut I have, you know? My father, uh, you know, he lived till 120. uh, I should also merit to, you know, inherit 127, uh, you know, uh, companies. Just because he lived till 120, what does that have to do? In fact, if anything, the opposite. The fact that he lived till 120, that's going to cost me from my zechuyot, right? And the answer, my friends, is actually a fascinating insight into what the words of Rashi actually mean. Rashi says about uh, Sarah's life, 127 years, Kulan Shavin Tova They were all equally good. Now, I don't know if you've been paying attention. Or maybe you were some of the students that were sleeping in Rabbi Akiva's class. Because it, the years of Sarah's life were not all Shavin Tova This is a woman who was kidnapped Twice, <laughs> right? You talk about, you know, bad luck. Right? You have some guy has eaten in Mexico. He gets kidnapped in you know, in one of these carjackings. has such a terrible. Could you imagine someone gets kidnapped twice? That's Kulan Shavin, the Tova. The kings are trying to rape her. Shavin, the Tova. She can't have children. Shavin, the Tova. She brings in this other woman, Hagar, into the house. Two seconds she gets pregnant, she has a baby. Shavin tova. You imagine the pain of Sarai Menu? Her son, she finds out the last minute of her life was taken to Akeda. She dies from the news. Shavin tova. You're telling me that those years, the terrible years, the years of famine, the years where her husband is thrown into a furnace of fire. <laughs> this is, uh, you know, remember there was a film uh, that was called It's a Wonderful Life. Right, remember that film? right? It's a wonderful life. Right? There's another film. It's a beautiful life. In both films, the whole story is not about how it was a wonderful life. It's a beautiful life about the Holocaust. right? Also, it wasn't a beautiful life. This is the beautiful life of Sarai Venu. It almost seems like there's not a moment where her life is not terrible. She has a couple good years when Yitzhak Avinu is born. Okay? Wonderful. But then her husband's going off to war to save to save the Lord. It's like. And the answer, my friends, is hidden in those three words. Kulan Shavin letova. Now I want to draw a contrast for a minute. Let's take a look at Rifka. Rifka suffers tremendously during childbirth. What's Rifka's response? Rifka says, Im Ken Lamaze Anohi. Why is this happening to me? My child is seeming to run out when I go past the shul. Seems to run out when I go past the Abed Abu Dazara. Why is this happening to me? Lama She sees her son Esav marry women that are not the right women. And she says to Yaakov, if this happens to you, Lama li Why should I even be alive? Katzti bechayai. I... I, I'm, I, I'm disgusted with my life, she says, when I see the choices that he made. And if you were to marry someone like that and build a home with a woman like that, build children like that, I, I don't even know how I would live. Rachel menu also, she can't have children. She says to Yaakov Avinu, "Have li banim, give me sons v'imain. And if not, Sammy, v'imayin? Meta If not, I'm going to die, she says. Where is the, sa- the complaint of Sarah Imenu? Where's the lama Lichayim of Sarah Imenu? Where's the katzti Bihayai? Where's the lama z'e'anochi? Where? Where's the one complaint that you hear from Sarah's lips? Not one. Kulan shavin Tovah doesn't mean that the story, that the storyline, the narrative was always positive. Kulan shavin le'tovah was, as Sarah lived them, they were shavin le'tovah. Our rabbis tell us that when a person has um, has a beautiful thing happen to them, they have to make a beracha, right? HaTob HaMetiv. When a person has something terrible that happens to them, what do we say? Baruch, Dayan ha'emet. Blessed is the uh, on is the truthful judge. And on that, our rabbis say, (laughs) Kishem Shem Mevarachim Alatob, just as we make a Beracha on the good, Kach so do we make a Beracha Al Hara' also, we make a Beracha on the bad. Now, the Ba'aleh Musar, they say that what the the Gemara is telling you is not that just like there's a Beracha on the good, there's a Beracha on the bad, Beracha on the good, Tob Beracha on the bad, Dayana Emet. What they mean is much deeper. They mean, In the same way, in the same vein, with the same thanks to God, with the same faith, with the same strength that you make one berachah, you make the other berachah. A person who has true emunah, they don't fear anything evil. They're not upset. They're not knocked by difficult things that come their way. They understand, this is part of the plan. This is what is best for me. So Sarai Menu, just by living the way that she lived, Kulan Shavin Now I want to share with you a chidush, my own chidush. We know Sarai Menu, each one of the avot, had a midah, had a, a characteristic. One of their characteristics, uh, would, that characteristic, excuse me, would define the pillar that they were for, the, for Am Israel. So as an example, we know Avraham stood for chesed. Yitzhak Avinu stood for givurah odin. And Yaakov Avinu stood for O Emet. Okay? Each one had their midah. But when you have a husband whose midah is pure, 100%, except no imitations, unadulterated chesed, kindness, how do you create a healthy home when everything is about kindness? You can't. So as an example, when you're kind to a fault, when you can never say no, what happens? You become a doormat. Spoiler. Right? You, get, you ruin your life when you can never say no to somebody. So how does Avraham Avinu, with his midah of chesed, how does he build a healthy home? Our rabbis say that he married Sarai Menu, who was the opposite of him. She had the midah of deen, of judgment. By the way, it's Hak Avinu, who had the deen, who had the midah, the characteristic of judgment, of deen, who does he marry? He goes to marry Rivka, who's full of only chesed. She's feeding not only Eliezer but even the camels. Okay, so the balance of the wife and the husband makes together a healthy home. Listen to this, my friends. In that, if that's the case, a person like Ya'akov Avinu, who lives in the world of Deen, everything that happens is for the right reason. Everything is justice. Everything is is everything is as it should be, even the akedah Yitzhak not a word. We don't even consider Yitzhak Avinu to be the person who's being tested in akedat Yitzhak last week. Who's the test for? The Elohim nisayet Avraham Yitzhak Avinu is not even a test. <clears throat> this is what Hashem wants. No problem. Good, I'm good to go. Wild. If that's the case, now we understand. Sara imenu Kulan le Tovah, everything was equally good for her. I don't have kids, all right, whatever, no problem. I'm kidnapped, no problem. Everything's gonna be okay. Everything's gonna be alright. Kulan tova. Why? Where did that come from? From her, Midat Hadin. That's the connection, maybe Rabbi Akiva was saying. The Kulan Shavin le Tovah, what did her granddaughter get? Each year that she was able to live with equanimity. Each year, good or bad, that was exactly the same in her eyes. It was, where did she get the strength to do that? From her Midat hadin. It came Midina, from her judgment, from her justice. So each year, Midina resulted, Midina Umdina kiktava. That's why she got 127 Midinot. My friends, according to this, we see something very beautiful. We see the power (coughs) that a person has to be able to, here's the key word I want you to think of when you're learning this class, is to regulate. People live their lives as mountains and valleys. Good times are high, bad times are low, low, low. Right? The person's in a funk, can't talk to them, they're tearing out their hair, they're so upset, they're engaging in destructive behavior. The highs don't get so high, and the lows don't get so low. When a person understands, Deen, Kulan Shavin Hashem, with everything he does for you, is taking you, is navigating you to the place you're supposed to go. That's just how it is. Can I get you a question? You ever driving on the highway, and you have your phone on Bluetooth. So every man thinks that because he has Bluetooth, all of a sudden he has the capacity to multitask like a wife. Michila, that's not how it works. Just because you're not using your hands doesn't mean that the conversation you're having on the phone is not gonna cause you to miss the exit. Has that happened to you? All the time. All the time, all the time, right? You're driving, all of a sudden rerouting, Ah. <laughs> You get off the highway now. You're driving in a place you really don't need to be driving. Right? Could you imagine saying to yourself, no, this is not where I was supposed to go. I'm not getting off the highway, getting back on the highway I was supposed to be on. not doing it. I'm just going to park my car here. I'm not going home. Dib. It's a detour. But it gets you where you need to go. So even though it wasn't on your planned itinerary, this... Jug handle you're taking. That you're going literally in the opposite direction of where you think you need to go. That's how it works. You go in the circle, you go down, you get back on the highway. Every inch, every mile you drive this way, away from your goal, is actually taking you closer to where you need to get to. That's kulan shavin le My friends, according to this, we start to understand how a person views life in their negative moments in a positive way. There was once a great rabbi who, who uh, nobody knew about him. He was very quiet, very humble, knew all the Torah, very holy, very special, until finally, Hazit, he got outed. You have these rabbis that, you know, they, they, are, they fly under the radar for 50 years, and then all of a sudden, someone kind of reveals who they really are, and then the whole community wants a peace. Next thing you know, the guy can't learn. He can't, uh, he can't do his mitzvot. All day long he's answering questions. Happens. Happens. Okay? My friends, listen to this. So this guy, this rabbi, he comes into a wedding. And he sits down. He was walking across the wedding hall. And there's this simple guy, this simple Jewish guy. Hazi He's a regular guy in the community. He sees the rabbi. is walking towards him. Walking, walking, walking. He's thinking, where's he going? There's only one table here in the corner. He comes, he sits down. Where's the rabbi placed? Where's the rabbi sitting at the wedding? Right next to him. Sometimes people think that, like, I have to say, there's a rabbi here, I've got to say something. And often their second thought is, I got to say something Jewish. I can't tell you the amount of times I've encountered the most random rabbi banter. <laughs> so, rabbi, uh, when we switching to Mashiva Ruach, <laughs> that's like the religious equivalent of, of talking about the weather is you know so is uh, that, uh, that like next week what's the, what's the deal with that rabbi <laughs> he sees the guy he sees the rabbi he says I don't know rabbi he goes uh, rabbi could you give me some chizuk play <laughs> right could you give me some chizuk he says to the rabbi so the rabbi says, you want me to give you, chizuk? you need chizuk? You need to chizuk? You need to feel good, better about yourself? He goes, there was a guy from my town who would pay thousands of dollars just to look at me. And you want me to give you chizuk? The guy is looking at the rabbi. He's like, this is the guy that they think is amazing? How does an arrogant son of a gun? Right? Can't believe it. And the rabbi has this little smile on his face. He waits two minutes, and after the guy is ready to get up and leave in a huff, he says, I see you didn't understand what I meant. I wanted you to think, so I told you something cryptic. He says, the guy I told you that would have paid thousands of dollars just to see me, he was a guy from my downstairs neighbor. Hazit, his whole life he was blind. He'd have paid thousands of dollars. You asked me for chizuk, could you look at me? you're already winning. Could you hear me? Some people can't hear. You have a job, don't complain it's a bad one. You have a marriage, don't complain it's a hard one. You have children, don't complain that they're difficult. There's people who don't have. There's people who don't have. So a person looks at the world through the eyes of Sarah Imanu, kulan shavin the Tovah, they're able to see the benefit that they have. I always think of this line. What did Sarah Imenu do in order to stay happy until she gave birth at the age of 99? What'd she do? I was reminded of the words of Elkanah to Hanah. Hannah comes to her husband. She says, I need kids. I don't have kids. Elkanah says to his wife, and I always felt bad for Elkanah. Elkanah says to his wife, listen to these words. Halo, ani tov Am I not? Am I not good to you? Like, am I, am I not enough for you? What Sarah thought of was, I'm married to Abraham Avinu. Now listen to this and I want to tell you this again my chidush. So if it's a, there's a problem don't blame anybody but me. The pasuk says that when Sarah brought Hagar to Avraham Avinu vatikach Sarah. Rashi, whenever you find those words vayikach or vatikach what does it say? lekacha badevarim. vayikach korach korach, convince the people. When you take someone you don't take them with your hands you convince them. That's how you take them somewhere. You take them in their mind. Okay? Sarah comes to Hagar and she says to Hagar, you know, you really should marry Avraham Avinu. Can I ask you? Let's hold on one second. Who's Hagar? Hagar is an Egyptian princess. When Sarah was taken by Paro and Hagar, the Egyptian princess, saw what a big Sadiq, what a navi Avraham Avinu was, she said, you know, I'm better off being a cleaning lady in his house than being the princess in Egypt. So what did she do? She left the princess. She left the princess life. She left the palace. She goes with Abraham Avinu and Sarah Emenu and she's a servant in the house. Why? In order to connect to, in order to be close to, Abraham Avinu. Now, Sarah comes with what seems to be the best possible outcome. She says, would you like to marry Avraham Avinu? And Rashi says, how did she convince her? She said, Ashraich, praiseworthy are you. Shezachit, that you merited, dabek to connect, leguf kadosh kaze to someone as holy as this. Now this always bothered me. She joined Avraham's camp because she knew how precious, how special, Abraham is. Why does Sarah need to convince her? If you told me, here's a billion dollars, Rabbi, but let me tell you why you should have it. No need. (laughs) I fully understand. My bank number is, right? You need to explain why she... That was the whole reason why she was there. My friends, until Abraham is with Hagar and gives birth to Ishmael, we don't know who the problem is in not having children, Avraham or Sarah. So Hagar, if she marries Avraham, and the problem with having children is Avraham, what's gonna happen to Sarah, to Hagar? Is Hagar having any children? No, just like Sarah, because maybe it's Avraham that's the problem. Says Sarah to Hagar, Ashraich, praiseworthy are you? She zachit Dabek that you merited to be connected leguf kadosh kaze. She said to Hagar what she said to herself every morning. How lucky I am! Hello ani toblach. Am I not better for you? Am I not as good for you? Are you not as lucky to be with me than if you had many children? That's what Elkanah says to Hannah. Sarah felt that about Abraham. Hagar felt that about her. She never says, why am, I, why am I alive? My friends, these are the options that we have as we go through our lives. We have an option to be consistently miserable, to find kulan shavin lira'ah. Yeah, you know I can't catch a break. Have you heard people? I can't catch a break. Can't catch a break. First I had this, and then I had this. And you say to them, well, you think, oh, so when did you get cancer? No, so, so when did all your family die in the Holocaust? You know? So when were you homeless? How many breaks did you catch? So when was the last time you starved? You didn't have any food. When was that? When did that happen? Oh, so you have kids and they love you and you love them. You can't catch a break. You have a wife. She loves you. You have good friends. You have good family. Right? You're in a part of a, you're a warm community. You're living in a time in history where they're not hunting you in the streets. How many breaks did you need to catch as a Jew to even be born now? To live here? It's 50, 60 years ago where our parents, our grandparents had to hide the fact that they were being Jewish because otherwise they would be shot. You can't catch a break? You can't stop catching breaks. Kulan shavin LeTova Baruch Amen.